Okay, ready? <laughs> yes. Hi there, welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. And um, we this didn't is... think we always have this awkward moment. <laughs> I know. We, I never want to be like, okay, you start talking though, because it seems, I mean, this is natural. This is who we really are. We say the bits and we don't know what to do next. Um, (laughs) Supreme awkwardness. Exactly. So how about you go first? Okay. Well, um, last week I was talking about reading The Loneliest Girl in the Universe by Lauren James and I finished it and it's so good. I love it. And it's like sci-fi, so good on you. I know. I think it's the only space book I've ever read and it's definitely the only one I've ever enjoyed. I just loved it so much, which, I mean, it wasn't a total surprise because – like I was saying last week, I loved Lauren's other books. But, yeah, it's so good. It's so gripping. And I just love the way she does, like, some emails and voice things and stuff as well as the narrative. And it took a couple of twists I wasn't expecting and I really liked it. Oh, good. Yeah. And now I'm reading a little black classic. So I'm, I'm finally trying to overcome my aversion to classics. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want to so bad, but it's the type of thing where I'm like, yeah, no, I really want to read more classics. I'm going to read more classics this year. And I just, you know, I don't even pick them up off my shelf. Like I'm making no effort towards it at all. <laughs> well, this year is like the first time I'm actually making effort and I'm doing so with like the little um, little black classics first because they're kind of easy. So I'm doing an Arthur Conan Doyle short story called Lot 249, which is quite good so far. And it's set in Oxford. So cool. I can kind of picture it a bit and I'm enjoying it and I'm liking I feel so, like, proud of myself. I'm like, you're halfway through it, and it's, like, 30 pages. But (laughs) it's big for me. Anyway, I've decided to start a hashtag for myself, um, which is called Unfinished Classics. So that if you want to follow along me actually discovering reading classics and my next thing that I'm going to read full stop is going to be Jane Eyre. So if you'd like to follow me, like, working out, whether I like classics or not, um, unfinished classics is going to be like my little hashtag project for it. We so, really should try and read Jane Eyre together. Together, yeah. It's going to be could, the next book I read. Yeah, we could do it like, um, you know, I was about to say, kind of like a book club where you have to like read a certain section before like meeting, but that would be like in high school when you're like, okay, everyone, make sure you have to be up to chapter three by Monday. Yeah, that's true. So that's not a book club. Oh my gosh. That's like a high school English class. We can probably do that while I'm overseas though, because I will actually have uninterrupted reading time. Like on planes and trains. On planes, trains and automobiles. Um, (laughs) I probably won't read in the car because I'm sure the scenery will will be amazing, but a lot of the places we're staying don't necessarily, like, have TV or Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, so I will probably get through a lot of reading, I imagine. You know what? Reading a classic on a holiday where you're like, okay, I've got to read (laughs) is probably a really good idea. Yeah, a good way to get through although I must say I probably will take a thriller for the plane just because then I can have the um satisfaction of finishing a book on the plane yeah like that will feel good yeah so yeah I'll probably do that but I will start Jane before I go like I would probably finish the um little black classic um in the next few days and then I'll start Jane yeah as soon as I finish that so Mm. I'm gonna do it yeah gonna do it um, my most recently finished book, actually, I, I thought of this when you said that um, The Loneliest Girl in the Universe took twists and turns that 
you know, you didn't expect. Mm. Um, I just finished The Names They Gave Us by Emery Lord, which is the second book I've read by her. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Although while I still enjoyed the, you know, bit of twists and turns and, um, you know, uncovered family secrets <laughs> sort of things, I predicted them. Mm. Um you know, a chapter or so before. So it wasn't, like, super obvious. Yeah, I mean, I guessed some of the stuff that was happening, but then it took an unexpected turn after that. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's kind of like some of them you're meant to guess and some you're not. Yeah, exactly. And if you guess it, you know, it means that the author is laying the foreshadowing and the groundwork Mm. sort of, you know, well, because you pick it up. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't. You know, sometimes that happens and you're like, oh, my God, this is so obvious. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it doesn't kind of like how we were talking. We haven't really talked about Riverdale I yet. was just thinking that because how we both were like, no, Jughead can't be dead. No, or, we were like, no, no, no. Um, and you said that Jack watched, like, one episode with you. Yeah. And guessed who the Black Hood was. Yes. And we were like, I was like, no, that doesn't count. We've put in two seasons of effort. That episode <laughs> basically showed you his face. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. But, like, I mean, it was insanely easy because they wanted you to guess it because actually there's two. Bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. God, I love her. Oh, hey, I know you watched something this weekend that I've been getting trying to get you to watch for ages, and it's funny because I rewatched it this weekend. So let's <laughs> talk about Popstar yes. with um, – Andy Samberg. Okay. So. How good is it? It's hilarious. It's very good. Incredibly clever. I know. It's so very, clever. very clever. Um, what about the cast, though? Like, all the people yeah. that they got in. I mean, there's oh, a lot of, like, you know, Sunday Night Live people. But, and like, every music star ever. Yeah, I think. Ringo all, and but, Paul McCartney are in there. Like, well, I mean, except for those two, I think. I think the rest of them are, you know, like friendly with Andy Samberg or like you know like Sunday Pink's, Night Live or Pink's like in there. Pink that was pretty cool. Yeah. My my favorite I think celebrity sort of cameo guest role sort of thing in that movie was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so funny. And they're all just like, I want to know who's in the fish company. It's oh my me. god! I it's know. Me. And he was like, I'm the, I'm the, he's like I'm the chef and I love cutting the vegetables. And sometimes and then, I just watch him to see if he likes them. I know. And I was like, <laughs> he's so, me, Titus. I know. So, <gasps> so funny. Speaking of Titus, which makes me think of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. The day that this comes out, Wednesday the 30th, the day we release this episode, it's also the same <clears> night that season four of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt comes out. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't think it was coming out till next week. Oh, I'm excited now. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's so great. exciting. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really All excited for that. I have no idea where it will go because it's oh, how can you, just how can off you the charts. But, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, like how they say, like, with, like, a car crash, whatever, like, you can't look away. I feel mm. like that's what Kimmy Schmidt has gotten to me for, like, is like. I still love it, though, because it's still incredibly I, clever. I love it. It's very clever. I like love. pop star where on the yeah. you, you'd but be like, like oh, this crazy. is so silly. But then you're like, hang on, it's actually really smart social commentary. Yes. Like, I, what is happening to my brain? How good are the songs though? Oh my God. Super inappropriate, but like you can't get them out of your head. <laughs> like the Bin Laden one. Oh my God. I know. The you Bin can't Laden get it out of your head. Jack loves uh, Humble so much he's downloaded it. 
Oh, so really? humble. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so humble. Oh my god. It's so good though. I just it was it's so funny. It really made me want to rewatch Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I know you're currently watching. I'm watching as well. it. I haven't even made it to the end of season one yet. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, because I'm no, well I'm actually watching the episodes. Yeah. Like it it like you should be pleased that I'm showing it the respect to actually watch the episodes good. rather I'm, so yeah, I'm so I'm just have it on in the background. Yeah, okay, good. Exactly. Yeah. Because my other obsession has started at the moment, which is house rules. So that's my background show. Mm. Um so I need to pay a bit more attention to Brooklyn Nine Nine because I really value it. Um we actually had a new boss start this week and hope he doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I went full Amy Santiago on like, I, every time I'm around him, I'm just like, oh my God, please like me, please like me, please like me. <laughs> and I feel like it's full Amy Santiago slash Hermione Granger of yes. like level of, I want you to love me because like, I just want to be the teacher's pet. That's I funny. can't help myself. It just happens and I'm just like, please like me and respect my work. <laughs> like it's it's so funny. But, yeah, he's totally like the Hulk to my Santiago at the oh, moment. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Um, well, we've discussed a lot of things, but I did have one more thing that I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. um, and that is Shawn Mendes. So Shawn Mendes' new album was released like two days ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um I've been listening to it a lot. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Particularly like um, the song Queen. I think that's a really good one. I mean, they're all really good. Also Nervous, which I think is like the single that was sort of released with the mm-hmm. album. Um, and there is a music video, like a vertical music video on Spotify. Oh. Do yourself a favor. Go watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I love Shawn Mendes. That's all I really have to say about that. Oh, and also if anyone is interested in my progress through uni, I've got like only two assignments left. I hand in my big writing assignment on Monday. So I only have editing left to go. So the holiday is looking closer and closer and closer. (laughs) Well, what you said the other day, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah, I can. I can start to see it. But I feel like there's still so much to organise and so much to do before we go not to mention actual assignments to do. You'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Most importantly, I think I have to clean the house before we go so we don't return to a dirty house. Yeah. Yeah. Not that our house is a pigsty. Thanks, Caitlin. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't want it to be left that way. I want Pigsty is just my word for mess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our house is, like, medium clean. Like, it's it's clean but it's just a bit messy sometimes. Yeah. The no. table becomes a place where you just dump everything, which I think is every family house. Oh, totally. Yeah. I have that too. I was walking around my house the other day and I was like, oh, man, I need to clean up. And I was like, this is such a mess. I was like, actually, really, it's it's clean. It's mm. just untidy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a difference between being untidy and being a grot. And being dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cool. I guess we can probably move on to today's discussion topic now. Yeah. So we are spilling the tea on some of our latest news, although one of these articles was one I put in our file like a month ago, so it's probably not latest, but it's still pretty pretty relevant to our discussion. Um, also, Percy's being particularly noisy tonight, so... If you can hear him, that's he okay. Just, he likes to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so the first thing we were going to talk about is, um, I don't know if you ever read Jacqueline Wilson, but I mm-hmm. loved her growing up. She's like why um, I like contemporary books. Yeah, no, I never did, but I know that you love her. Yeah, so so basically uh, last month or so she came out to say that her like signature character, Tracy Beaker, was going to get like an adult reboot I guess you could say mm-hmm. but um what she's going to do is write another book for children but where the mum of the child is Tracy um oh yeah so she's like it will be like it'll so reach new audiences but also second generation yeah but then like people who grew up with her can read it and they'll find new things in it which in some ways I want I just want to be like just go full out and write an adult book please like I'd love mm. to just read that but I'll probably still read it um, so will it be um like middle grade sort of yeah, young sort of YA? young YA yeah, yeah. I imagine okay. um because she often I'm I'm hesitant to say middle grade only because like her books cover like suicide yeah. Mental health issues, eating disorders, yeah. self harm, parents and divorcing, middle grade, domestic, domestic even, violence. Even though I, when I say middle grade in my head, I think I guess like between early like teen years. ten and twelve years old. Yeah. That's not the case. Middle grade readers are really, you know, like nine, eight. Yeah, like I was probably reading this stuff before I should have been, but only because I was a bit more of advanced, like mm. as a reader. Yeah, so. It probably I was probably reading it a bit earlier than I should have. It's probably like 13, 14, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, LG. her books too with some pretty big stuff and um, like Tracy Beaker was a foster kid. Mm-hmm. And so she, I, I mean, I've always loved her for that dealing with issues that are kind of taboo and she does it yeah. really sensitively and introduces it to children. Yeah. That's yeah. really It's really good. So, that I mean, that's why she's loved by so many people. She's a dame. Because, you know, for her work and she's written, like, dozens of books. She's really great. But um, I read this interesting opinion piece saying, like, um, basically leave Tracy Beaker alone. Um, Leave Tracy alone! (laughs) Which is even funnier because we record under a blanket now, so it's even funnier. Like, leave Britney alone. Oh, my God. (laughs) So... Basically, this person said, I'm appalled. I know J.K. Rowling and Philip Pullman have managed to the transition successfully, aging their child heroes into adulthood, but to highly lucrative effect. But Harry Potter just grew up that way, and his dark materials was never purely literature for children. Well, the whole point of Wilson's novels is that they are def- they defiantly, gloriously are. Um, so I just kind of wanted to expand on that a little further to talk about the fact that so many authors like J.K. Rowling and um, it's just such a thing now, like, you know, with Cursed Child and stuff. And then you suggested talking about reboots as well. Well, because TV and movie reboots have become so popular mm. in the past couple of years. So like Fuller House. Yeah. Well, actually, before we, I guess before we get on to the TV show ones, Cursed Child is a really interesting point because, mm. um, you know, a lot of people do say that, Yes, maybe the first, second and third Harry Potter books are, I guess, intended for younger readers when you are 10, 11, 12, 13. Because the idea is that you grow up reading. The idea is that you, you know, people would have grown up reading these books and, yeah, 10, 11, 12, 13 sort of thing. Um, 
as you know the age that Harry is. Um, and then the fourth book, Goblet of Fire, is where the story gets a lot darker with Voldemort's return. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, by then um, the readers were old enough. Obviously it's hard to sort of define that now um, that all the books have been published. published. However, even with all the books that have been published, you know, most most 11-year-olds aren't up to reading 700-page books. Like, I mean, mm. even my younger brother, like, you know, read the first three or something and then, you know, has only recently finished reading the entire series and he's 16 and he started reading it when he was like 10. Mm. But, you know, at 10 he wasn't up to it. He got yeah. to like the third book and was like, no, and went back to reading like Zach Power or, yeah, and you know, whatever. J.K. Rowling does use quite complex language mm. as well. Like, Yeah, she's a brilliant, for, like, yeah, that's she's why really adults have enjoyed yeah. her books for years, yeah. decades. But... I know, like, you have a lot of opinions about Cursed Child just in terms of, like, it being a script and stuff. That aside, what do you think of the fact that, you know, the the characters grew up and, like, should she just leave it alone? Really? Cursed Child, I guess you could argue that she could have left it alone, but it's been years and, like, you know, whatever now. But um, the thing with Cursed Child is that it's not about Harry, Ron and Hermione going to work at the ministry, you know. It's about Hogwarts still and their kids. That The kids just happen to be mm. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Draco, whatever, their children. Um, and, and I, I guess think, she did I think foreshadow both, that by doing 19 years later. Like, yeah, so the 19 years later um, really was a good decision to make it that, focusing on the second child um even in 19 years later because it's where cursed child picks up with albus potter's first day at Mm. hogwarts um but see i I would be okay with it you know if it had never come out would our lives be any like i wouldn't i don't think our lives would be any different if it had never come out because we're still getting fantastic beasts and stuff like i i don't think that it was necessary I think it's a good addition to it's the a, world. It's a good addition, not an eighth book. Good that she mm. focused on the second child of Harry and Ginny. Yeah. Sorry, I got so off topic there. And I think so I just repeated okay. myself. You can probably cut half of what I said <laughs> out. Um, uh, but, like, in general, what do you think, like, yay or nay to authors returning? Like, I quite like this idea that Tracy Beaker will come back. Um, I think then, what you yeah. said about the fact that it will still be a children's book introducing it to a new generation of readers where her one of her beloved characters happens to be the, the mother. mum. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Same because it's, I guess, similar to Cursed Child in that way. Mm-hmm. Then when you go into the TV reboots, <sighs> Gilmore Girls was needed because the creators never got to finish their story. Yeah. Same with Veronica still don't Mars really, movie too. Exactly. Like, same that's with Veronica Mars. I still don't really even like Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life because I feel mm. like it doesn't end any in any the second ending isn't more satisfactory than the first ending. There's still heaps of unanswered shit going on. Um, Veronica Mars, we haven't watched the movie yet. And also, but it's not really a. Uh, it was the first of like I don't I don't want to call it a reboot no, though think, because it literally is a continuation. Yeah. All the same characters are there. Yeah, it's a. I think the Veronica Mars movie we can call a continuation. Mm. Gilmore Girls, Roseanne, mm. Fuller House reboots. Mm. And also, they're bringing out a new Charmed, which I have so many. Oh, that's a about. remake. 
That's a whole yeah. other thing. That's yeah. a remake. They're calling it a reboot and I'm like, mm, no. But it's not. You're, they're calling it a yes. reboot because it's trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Although I am all there for the cast. They look amazing. I just wish the storyline weren't exactly co- – I wish it was a new storyline. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Roseanne and Fuller House reboots because mm. I love the original series. Mm. And while neither is necessary because they both had quite good finales really in the world of TV sitcom finales – um, but I still like it because mm. they brought back my characters that I, you know, know and like. But and at really the same time, the like, same. I don't really want them to do like a Friends reboot or anything. Oh no, they'll ruin Friends because if it they will do ruin a reboot. it. They'll yeah. ruin Friends. Friends if they ever like do a reboot, it'll time. ruin it. Yeah. yeah, Friends is of its time, and I don't want to go back there. And yeah. it's done, and let's leave some things. It's some things different. are sacred for some reason. It's like it's different for like the family or the the family shows where they can bring in the kids in the way mm. that some of these books have. Um, Which, P.S., is what they should have done with Charmed. Yes. <laughs> um, it's different to Friends. Friends is about those people in their 20s. If yeah. they did those people in their late 40s with adult children, it would be, like, no, so it boring. So it would like it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next topic. Yep. Sorry. Netflix for books. I think this is an awesome idea. Well, okay. I have a few thoughts about this. Okay. Um, thoughts. I've probably talked enough for a little bit. <laughs> so I'll just read out what it actually is. Um, so it's called Book Choice and it will be um, a membership-based model, allows users to download up to eight audiobooks and eight ebooks for $4.99 a month. Um, so it's kind of bestsellers and cult classics apparently. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the, the selection would be like. Well, they sound pretty good. They sound like lots of new books. Titles accessed through the Book Choice app are available to users for 12 months, while those da- downloaded directly from the website will remain on devices indefinitely. So I think you have to scroll down and look at what the um, what the business model is. So the company says it is focused on reaching non-typical book buyers and lapsed readers. So I don't necessarily think, I mean, it's not for us because if you're in this book community and you're reading all the time, I'm pretty sure you already know that your library has access to things like Audible and BorrowBox and you can get free books to download and listen to on a loan. But I think it's great that they're making it more accessible for non bookish people but I just think the idea of this whole oh it's Netflix for books that is literally a library like this this is a a library well yes (laughs) you know that just kind of like oh we're getting into the no libraries have been around for ages yeah and this is just a library like because because libraries are libraries are free but to join in 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 um Australia at least to join you have to prove that you live in um, yeah. the place where you're applying and, and, you know, sometimes that's a rates notice, which means you are technically paying for the service. It's it's paid for by rate payers and people. Yeah. So it just, like, part of that annoys me a bit where it's, like, all these people who are, like, ooh, trendy, Netflix for books. I'm, like, it's, it's a library. It's called a library. Um, well, <laughs> and yes. libraries have been doing electronic versions for years. True. Mm. But that one said that you get to keep books yes yeah, so, so for the i'm a bit confused by the like so you can keep them for 12 months 
if you download it from the app, but indefinitely on the Yeah, that computer. seems confusing. It's a bit, it was a bit confusing, but also does that mean like what happens if you cancel your subscription? Obviously everything disappears and um, yeah. yeah or is it like point. the whole iTunes thing where it was like, um was it where you Bono purchased who it. was like, I've paid for this, but really you're only renting it and if you die you can't pass that on to anyone. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think that's that's a whole other issue, but it's interesting. Anyway, yeah, what do you think? Really interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a good idea, um, and for you know avid ebook readers, you know, instead of getting the the deals, I guess, on Kindle mm. or Amazon or whatever it is, if they're paying however much a month, you know, yeah, if if it's aimed at, um, I guess non-bookish people to use your phrase eight books a month is a lot I don't read eight books a month yeah I don't read eight Um, books a month and I'm a bookish person yeah we've got people we have got a bookish podcast and even we don't read eight books a month but then again I would read a lot more if I commuted and I'd be reading them on my e-reader probably so that would be different yeah and they're appealing to business commuter markets I think I think so and I still think it's a really interesting and good idea however even if I was, we know I'm not really an e-reader or audiobook mm. person, so it doesn't really apply to me anyway. <laughs> the other thing that concerns me, like, then is what's the return for the authors? Because obviously, oh, exactly. like, that also needs to be, is it the same fees as you get from a library lending service, which is a lot smaller than you get from the sales of books? So um, if your yeah. book gets if, lent by a library indefinitely then you essentially you're the website, purchasing like, them yeah it's like a purchase and yeah. however many people will get to purchase your book for nothing or for whatever percent of the 4.99 membership they're paying yeah that's problematic isn't it um only like if there's no i'm just having a look at the article to see if there's so this company is um from the netherlands oh. now operates from london and amsterdam and the company now has around forty thousand paid members in the netherlands and launched in the uk in november last year so what they're trying to do is admirable because they're trying to get books into the hands of a bigger oh, group people, of people, which, which is, is, is great, is great. Also the mission of libraries, but is great. Um, they're obviously, they're, they are trying to market on like the, you know, there's no reason people can't be clicking on a book just as easily as they click on Netflix or Facebook, you know. Um, um, totally true. How often when I'm feeling lazy and just want to do nothing do I open my laptop when I could as easily open my book? Yeah. I mean, I I would just open a book or play a podcast or something. Yeah. But I, you know, I think think it's good, but they just have to make sure that you protect the authors as well. Not that um, Amazon and those sorts of people are really great examples of that. Audible and Kindle. Yeah. Um, So the next thing was the Wheeler Centre in Victoria has a new $150,000 emergency emerging riders fund. So this emergency is really riders! Emergency! <laughs> oh, okay. So it's called The Next Chapter and it's a funding oh. initiative. Um, Percy's getting really active in the back there. Um, so 10 emerging riders or emergency riders <laughs> will receive $15,000 and a 12-month mentorship tailored to their specific needs, which I, I just think this is so great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. This is so, so good. Um, so it's all about getting voices um, out there, 
new voices. What I loved most about it is that um, so you have to have your 10,000 words of original work and display a capacity for follow-through and a seriousness of intent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying that they want the scheme to be truly accessible. We don't want anyone who feels that they could be a writer but doesn't quite know how to break through to think it's not for them. To emphasise this, the drive toward accessibility, the next chapter will accept nominations as well as applications. Oh, now, having great. just done an application for a regional arts development development fund, oh, having just done an application for a regional arts development fund grant, I can say, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I can tell you that um, grants are really frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. The funniest thing is um, the person who's helping me was saying the budget's the most important, but most artists are really bad at the budget. And I was like, yeah, yeah I know. Funny that. Um, so it's the other side of the brain. It's, yeah, it's it's really hard and. If you're someone from perhaps a more disadvantaged background who has a really important story to tell and we want to enhance those voices in our mm-hmm. community, but writing grants and stuff like that does take a specific skill set. And yeah, it does, oh gosh, the I write them have things that they want yeah, to see. I write and, stuff every day and I still had to get two other people to help me do this grant application because yeah. I've never done one before. And I'm a, like a professional writer. Yeah. So I can only imagine what someone else who's never come across this before. So I think this is brilliant. I'm so excited to see what yeah. comes from this program and what it's new a books really we get. It's a great program. Yeah. So yeah. It's so good that, you know, different things like this are available for people because. Most of the time, I mean, there's, you know, a whole thing going on now where everyone, you know, you can do whatever you want, you know, have your own blog, have your own podcast, blah, blah, blah. But to actually do it and figure out how to put your mm. yourself out there is very hard. So opportunities like this are really important. Yeah, it really are. Oh, it's just, uh, that's great. Nice, happy news there. Okay, so the next one is Bloomsbury and Harry Potter. Oh, my God. And the house edition. So. And go. (laughs) This one isn't necessarily even a story. It's a talking point. It's just a talking point because, I mean, okay, so very quick rundown. Mm -hmm. If you've lived under a rock. Well. I think we know that most of our readers are aware of what these house editions are. Of course. Listeners. (laughs) That's actually not what I was going to say, but, yeah. Um, I was just going to say quick rundown. I own a full paperback set. I have four of the books in hardcover. I have the three illustrated editions that are available. I have the Fantastic Beasts illustrated edition. I also have the other three textbooks. I have the History of Magic um, book thing that came out last year. I have a copy of Philosopher's Stone in Spanish and a UK adult paperback. I also have the hardback and paperback versions of the Hufflepuff 20th anniversary edition from last year. And the Scottish version. Oh, and the Scottish version. <laughs> See, I'm even forgetting what. So that's a lot already. Mm. Last year for the 20th anniversary, they released all four house editions. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this. In hardback and paperback. In hardback and paperback. Lots of people bought one, lots of people bought two, lots of people bought four, lots of people bought eight. eight. I know. Which is insane, especially when you consider we have six more books to go. Yeah. Um, they also... I think later last year um, for the U- to celebrate the U.S. 
20th anniversary mm. of Philosopher's Stone released a another... full new set of beautiful black mm. and white illustrated editions. I wasn't a huge fan of them. I quite like them. And yeah. you know when you, like, line up all the covers, they, like, yeah, make one big picture? Them. I know. I, still, yeah. I don't really like it that much. I kind of, I don't know, I guess you like the ugly pop art ones. Yeah, so well, you like those ugly ones. Whatever. So yeah, even. Whatever, I guess, um, there are many, many, many different sets of Harry Potter to choose from if you haven't purchased a full set already. There's the original paperbacks. There's American paperbacks. There's... UK pop art paperbacks, pop art hardbacks, pop art hardbacks. There's those white ones that they made. There's those adult ones that are like have like real pictures of like fire and stones on them. There's I don't think they did them for the full I think, set. Though. I'm not sure either, but they did a full set of the white ones. Yes. There's these new grey black and white ones, mm-hmm. illustrated ones. There's going to be a full set of illustrated editions. Mm. There's going to be a full set of house editions over the next 10 years i think that i might how much money do you want me to spend <laughs> like i it's getting think, ridiculous i think i might get a full set of the illustrated ones when they come out like, mm-hmm. i don't know but here's the thing until like a month ago i was all for buying chamber of secrets in a house edition yeah then I decided to actually get really serious about wanting to move overseas. And, and since now then, it doesn't seem worth it. Well, I have been questioning every single book choice I made. I have a $50 voucher to spend, which I won at work, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about. Thank you. Um, but I am a bit paralyzed about what to buy because ever, I'm thinking. Because you're planning on moving. Yeah, I'm already planning like you have to buy something that you want to keep in storage or you have to get rid of books. And. That's fine. I can do that, but I'm already starting to question everything and be like, do you really need that? I don't think you do. Yeah. Which in some ways is really good because my bookshelves are like full already. And I have already cleaned out a bunch of books that I, Mm. (laughs) we should talk about this some other time about marking books DNF and also. And unhauling. Unhauling. Yeah. Yeah. That should be another discussion topic. But um, basically I looked at these things, these arcs and, finished copies that I'd been sent unsolicited and was just like, I'm not going to read them. Mm. I'm going to get rid of them. And as much as I want to collect everything, I also think they're not going anywhere. Like I pre-ordered, well, we both pre-ordered the house editions of Philosopher's Stone Mm -hmm. and they're still for sale everywhere. Like if I change my mind and want to get one later, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be around. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find it. Like I thought that they were going to be a lot more rare than they were but it's a thing now. So, like, they are still everywhere and it's a year later. Yeah. So I think. I actually haven't yeah. really thought about that, but before the Philosopher's Stone edition came out, I was like, this is so exciting, 20th anniversary. And mm. then they announced they were going to do Chamber of Secrets and then they were just like, they're still everywhere. Yeah. You go into, like, I mean, we live in really a small city. Yeah. You go into any bookshop and there's still 20 copies on the shelf. Yeah. Like, there's. So at the moment, I'm thinking. No, won't get it. But when I go to Ireland, I do want to get an Irish Gaelic edition of Harry Potter. Like I still want to. Yeah, that's I still freaking wanna, awesome. I still want to keep collecting those different, yeah. which is an idea I stole from you. Um, but like okay, I guess I stole it from someone else on the internet. <laughs> I think that like that's a good thing. But it's the same with classics. You know how there are so oh, many exactly. editions, and there are so many because classics are 
out of print. So mm-hmm. anyone has dibs on them. There are so many That's editions. I swear to God, I see a new edition of Anna Friend Gables on Instagram every second well, day. Well, now we're looking out for them because we said there weren't any good editions and then we found them all. I know. But, um, but I swear. I, I see, see Okay, so sometimes I see people's shelves and I literally just think, how can you own? So it looks like a bookshop. Yeah. I'm not knocking anyone's stuff. That's your thing, but I don't want to do that. And I'm happy just to pick like some editions and keep favorites. Yeah, maybe if there's like and okay, gifts I did and- I did buy. Um, I don't often do this, but my indulgent thing was to buy the illustrated version of How to Stop Time because I really loved that book yeah. and I wanted to get the other other version. And to be honest, I'll probably keep them both because I bought the ordinary version in Blackwell's in Oxford and that will always be a special memory for me. Yeah, exactly. But um, if there's a classic I particularly – if I turn out to love, 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 love Jane Eyre, I might look for a special edition of it. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way. I actually really love those Penguin classics that I've got. Yeah, no, they're You know, just like the ordinary ones, like just the $10 ones. I actually really like them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I just, I guess in everything, because I'm doing it with clothes and stuff too, I'm like, do you really need that? Yeah. Mm. And they're spending heaps of money on books. I mean, back to Harry Potter. Yeah, sorry. um, I am going to buy probably both a paperback and a hardback because now I've done this to myself, mm. um, editions of Chamber of Secrets in Hufflepuff. I had considered alternating houses, but that's mm. just going to end up messy and it's going to Well, because you're not going to have eight either. Exactly. Yeah. If there were eight. Or I would six. Pro- or six, I'll yeah. probably do it, but there's not. So I will continue with the Hufflepuff ones. Um, I will also continue buying the illustrated ones. However, the illustrated ones, because they're a bit more costly, I haven't bought all of them the second they came out. No, and they stick around for ages too. They stick too. around. I'll be able to find them. It's I, can I buy them when I am financially able to. Yeah. But, and it, again with that, I'm going to buy another edition of Chamber of Secrets when I go to the US because that's my, um, like, the travel thing that we just talked about. Souvenir, that was the word I was looking for. Are you going to buy Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, I'm going to do it in order. Oh, okay. That's that cool. was my idea. Yeah. Yeah, because I have Philosopher's Stone from in Spanish. So um, Let's see. I know. I don't think I'm going to be don't able wanna, to do that, so I'm just going to do Philosopher's Stone. I don't want to end up with a 1,000 copies of Philosopher's Stone, though. That's why I was going to alternate. <laughs> mm, true. I just don't know. Like, at least you know they'll always have Philosopher's Stone. So you can always go back to that if you Yeah, that's want. true. I'm, I'm just thinking for, like, other languages. I'm like, do they have? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I'll have a look. I think, yeah, no. People have told me it's quite easy to find in Ireland. Well, yeah, in Ireland, definitely. But I'm pretty sure the entire series, the first book, definitely, but Mm. most of the series would have been translated into, like, like, like 80 languages. I know. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, I'm kind of done ranting about that. I just, there's so many... And I, while I applaud the many people who collect all, like, know, so many I'm things. I'm just going to be picky about it because. Well, I don't have the, the financial end, resources to do this well, or the bookshelf It's space. not even about the money for me. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to store all this stuff when we decide to move overseas. So exactly. Financial just, resources yeah. and bookshelf space. Yeah. I'm doing Two that whole, I does do it spark have. joy thing? Do you need it? <laughs> like, yeah, it's. 
it's interesting though. And like, gosh, we are not knocking anyone who collects things. Oh, I I'm actually I'm so jealous. Yeah. I'm so jealous because like, I mean, I have the Hufflepuff ones and you have the Ravenclaw mm. hardback. But oh, the but Gryffindor and Slytherin also- ones are so beautiful. And I really considered, I said before that I had considered alternating houses. It's because I want Chamber of Secrets in the Slytherin version because, hello, the Chamber mm. of Slytherin, mm. like the, the whatever they call it, the Chamber of Secrets, the Air of Slytherin. But, no, I'm just going to stick with Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I did buy some random extra copies of Harry Potter because I saw them on sale for, like, 50 cents. And I was like, I don't know if these <gasps> are rare ones or not. Though. Yeah, so I just grabbed them. But. I'm probably going to be one of those people who ends up with a bunch of Philosopher's Stone ones and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Oh, yay. I'm so excited for our next one. So this is a bit fun. Um, Logie's nominations. Ah, I'm so excited. This, I actually, I love the Logies. I love the Logies. I love an award show. I'm so obsessed with like the red carpets and everything. And the Logies, well, look, whatever. It might be. You know, it's all our reality shows and presenters and things like that. But, oh, man, I, I can't so, wait to see what, like, Delta Goodrum and Sonia Kruger wear to the Logies. I am so, <laughs> so excited that our fave girl, Jessica Murray from Love Child and the Wrong Girl, is nominated for the Gold Logie, which Again, is the, yeah. like, best actress. Like, I have... The Gold Logie is Australia's favourite TV personality. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it can be anyone, like, TV presenter, reality TV, anyone. 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 And, and this year for the Gold Logie, actually, this year is the first year in, like, five years that a host of Morning Show, being Today or Sunrise, mm. or of The Project, hasn't been nominated for the Which Gold Logie. actually, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. good yeah. because Carrie Bickmore and Walida Lee um, yeah, but have Tra- been nominated. Tracy like, Grimshaw's in there. So. Yeah, but she hasn't been nominated for a few years. Yeah, I know. That's, like, it's probably good. Like, it's still a current... I can't, it's, who even watches a current thing? Yes, yeah, I don't know how she got nominated. Oh. I'm really sorry, but like, I don't know. Cause I, even when I do catch the end of a current affair, she's not hosting. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I'm so excited for Jess Murray and I really hope I'm that. I'm excited for Roger Corson. Look, to be honest, yeah, him. I was just going to say. Danielle, I love Grand no, but I was just going to say, to be honest, I hope Jess Murray or Roger Corsa get it because I feel like they are actors who really have so, worked hard in the industry. They have. So, They've yeah. both oh, God, so I hope in saying that, I hope Roger Corsa doesn't have any future sexual Like Every time we say, oh, we love this person, they get some sex allegation, and I'm just like, oh, you're so I disappointed. Know. Men. Anyway, um, so excited as well. So most popular actor. Um, oh, gosh, I love Luke McGregor. Let's, let's just go through and pick who we want to win. I love Luke McGregor, but also Roger Corsa is nominated for yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Like my um, and on, do you watch Rose Haven? It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, most popular actress, Asha, Asha Ketty. Ketty. Yay. But and also, oh my gosh, Cecilia Piccola though. She is hilarious. Yes. Um, I everyone love do her. yourself a favor and listen to the Guilty Feminist episode with her. I was actually just like <gasps> really? really wetting myself laughing. She's so She's funny. so good. And Jess Murray is in there as well. Um, also, yeah, Deborah Mailman. Love her. Love Loved her in Offspring Deborah too. Deborah Mailman is an Australian treasure. She is amazing. Also, Asha Ketty. Um, most popular presenter, I don't really care. Probably just Carrie Bickmore. Yeah, Carrie Bickmore. Um, most popular new talent. Um, Not Maddie Johnson. Don't watch he was on the any of Not those. Him. I'm people. voting for the girl that was on Love Child. Yeah, except I can't remember who she was. I think 
she played the girl who was having an affair with the married guy and, like, you know, drove to his house and things like that. I forget what the character's name was, but I think it's that girl. Most popular drama program, Doctor, Doctor, Home and Away, Bank Brown. Love Child, yes. Or Offspring, probably Offspring. Oh, my gosh, yes, love. Although Wentworth, like, I haven't watched it, but everyone says it's amazing. It's so good, but I just I don't think I can do so fast because we're so excited. I know. I don't think I can do prison shows, though. Most popular light entertainment, I don't really. Gogglebox! (laughs) I would say Gogglebox because it's the only one out of these that I watch, so. Yeah, Gogglebox is the best. Most popular comedy, Have You Been Paying Attention? Yes. Here Come the Habibs, Husey, We Have a Problem. Did you watch any of Here Come the Habibs? No, it looked ridiculous. None of this. It was ridiculous, but it was funny. I don't like any of this stuff most popular reality um well house rules isn't on there so i don't care uh, <laughs> it's the only I'm a celebrity I get me out of here was is really oh, good god i like that one. um most popular lifestyle program <laughs> probably, probably the checkout i oh, love the I checkout like it's I very clever checkout. but the, the living room the, the checkout then. doesn't fit with like it's satire why is it in with like selling houses australia and gardening oh god no weird anyway most outstanding drama Oh, you know what? I need to watch the rest of A Place to Call Home because I never watched it once it went to Foxtel because I don't have pay yeah. TV. I don't know. I think the Top of the Lake won one last year. I oh yeah, Doctor Doctor won't win. Top of the Lake won a bunch of um, UK awards, didn't it? Because it's from BBC so. first. Yeah. Um, most outstanding miniseries or telemover telly movie. Um, I haven't watched any of these. No, I haven't watched any of those either. Although Waking Fright was supposed to be good, I think. Most outstanding actor. Um, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Of course, again. He's yeah, nominated Roger. for the same for like one show in like seven different categories. <laughs> um, most outstanding actress. Um, I don't, I don't recognize. watch any of those oh, shows. Elizabeth Moss. But see, I don't understand. Top of the lake. I don't know how she can be. Top nominated. of the lake shouldn't even be nominated because it's, it's not, not an Australian, Australian show. This is it's nominated it's, because it's, it's showing on an Australian channel, but that doesn't seem fair. Well, the Big Bang Theory doesn't get nominated. But you know what? I love Elizabeth Moss, so whatever yeah, she, can she can have it. She can win a Logie. She won't care. Um, she probably won't even be here. Of course, she won't be here. I hope she is though, because she's awesome. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, she's too busy like rebelling against. The patriarchy <laughs> in Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah, Not again, most outstanding supporting actor. Don't know any of these people. Most outstanding supporting actress. Don't know any of these people. Um, you might be a little bit behind in our Australian TV. Oh, well, I've been watching, like, since we don't have normal TV channels. Oh, my God, I you don't. Watch, I totally yeah. forgot about that. So we just watch Netflix and Catch Up, and all I watch on Catch Up is ABC or House um, Rules. House Rules. That's hilarious. Okay, children's program. I'm sorry, but I haven't watched it. I don't. Keep going. No. Sports, Sports coverage. coverage. Bum, bum. The grand final of something. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to comment on this. Most outstanding news coverage or public affairs. So we have the Don Burke special. Mm-hmm. Um, Escape from Salt Creek. I don't know what that is. Haiti Uncovered, Pumped, or The Siege from Four Corners. Don't know which ones of those are. Probably Four Corners. But I'd probably say Four Corners or the Don Burke one because that was really good. Mm. I mean, terrible, but... Good. Good um, most outstanding good factual coverage. or documentary program: Michael Hutchins, The Last Rockstar, Struggle Street, War on Waste. You can't ask that. You oh, can't ask you that. You can't ask that. Yeah. yeah, Carly Finlay was on that. Um, so this is would be for the next season of it. But 
you can't ask that is amazing everyone go watch it on abc catch up if you um want i'm really sad that my faves annabelle crab and lee sales didn't um make it into the top like i mean they have the whole chatterati like voting for them so i don't know well, I don't really know how the nominations get voted for. They, I think they just do, like, a big list everyone can vote for and then once the nominations are in, that's when it's, like, closed to, like, not the public, I think, and oh. only the most popular ones I are ones that I thought the public could vote for the Logies. This no, they can. No, no. So you can vote for anyone to get to the nominations and then only the most popular categories oh. can you vote for, I think. Yeah, I was about to say, I think the only... Maybe some of the other categories, but I think um, the public still votes for the gold Logie. Yeah. It's a popularity. Well, we're one. looking at the most popular list, which I think was the ones that public vote for. And yeah. then there's like ones that they award, like, yeah, if, you know, people award yeah, based pe- on. Yeah, for people who really love the Logies, we don't really know how it works. Anyway. Yeah, look, I say I love the Logies. I haven't watched it in many years, <gasps> but really? I love it. Oh, I don't have normal TV now. No, it's coming I watch all. Watch I watch all the fashion. So, wait, when is it? I have no idea, actually. Will you even it's be probably going to be long away. Oh, no. Oh I didn't even gosh. register when it's actually on. Um, the nominations were only released, look. like, yesterday. Yeah. It's usually in a long weekend, isn't it? <gasps> July 1. I'm oh. not here. It's right it's before we get back. Also, I won't even be. I'll be, like, two days behind. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like the Logies are on super late this year. Oh, they're always on super late. Like, Gold Logie doesn't get announced till, like, midnight. And then all the TV no, presenters I mean, the next... late in the year. Oh, like, right, they're not yeah. until July. Yeah. It's for last year's TV. That's true. The year is almost over. Mm. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, it just feels later this year than normal. Anywho. Mm. All right. Well, that was a lot of discussion. How about the time? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we just lifted the blanket and checked the time. <laughs> so the time says that we're probably done chatting this yeah, week. Yeah, I think we're um, done. I hope you enjoyed our little spilling the tea discussion. We spilled a lot of tea. Yeah, tea a lot of all tea. over the place. On a lot of different topics. Yeah. Let us know what you think about these topics. Obviously, links to everything will be in our show notes, which people can find at betterwordspodcast.com. And you can find us on our social channels at Better Words Pod. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We love your support. Also, um, you can find the link to our Patreon on our Instagram page, and we are sharing some special discount codes with some of our favorite bookish brands on there. Yeah. And this week will be the first week that we share our monthly favorites, which will just give you like a little bit more insight into us. And don't um, worry, they're not all. Books they're not all or books. whatever. We've got some pretty fun favourites in there. Yeah. If you want to learn more about us, which yeah. like obviously you do. Selling <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we love you for listening. Officially rambling. We love you for listening. <laughs> we will speak next week. Bye. Bye.